And have a seat. Good morning, friends. It's so good to see all of you. Good morning, friends, joining us online. Thank you for being with us this morning. Um, I want to thank you because the Lord has provided so well for branches. We are um, doing good. We don't have a ton extra, but all of our needs are provided for, and the Lord is providing for us through you. And so thank you for your faithful giving to branches uh, so that we can keep doing the work God's called us to do in Warsaw, Indiana. We're so grateful for it. I want to tell you that if you uh, came prepared to give, you can give via cash or check at the offering box in the back or at any of our digital options on the screen. Um, and I want to tell you about a couple things coming up. Okay, this Saturday, December 4th, we have our Deck the Halls event. And this is just making the building festive. And we would love your help. We would love for you to be here with us, uh, listening to Christmas music, drinking coffee, and hanging up some really cute stuff, putting up trees. You don't have to be good at it. You don't even necessarily have to like putting up Christmas stuff. But uh, if you're willing, we can help you take care of all the creative part, and you can be a helping hand, and we would love to see you there this Saturday, 9 to noon. And then next Sunday, as part of our holiday giving, we are going to be displaying a giving tree. You've probably seen something like this before. You can take a a tag off the tree and purchase a gift and bring it back wrapped uh, with the tag, and it'll go to a family in our church or a family in our community that uh, we can bless for Christmas this year. So please come prepared to participate in that. We're going to have it available December 5th through 19th. And um, it'll be really neat to see all the ways that we can bless each other through that event. And then coming up on December 24th. This is a little bit how the, the Christmas season will go for us. December 19th, we'll have a Christmas service. Then December 24th is our Christmas Eve service. And then we will not have church on December 26th. Uh, It's the day after Christmas. We just think it'd be best to give a little break. Everyone stay home, enjoy each other, which means that our Christmas Eve service is a really big deal. It's going to be like replacing our Sunday service. So please make plans to be here unless you're going to be out of town visiting family. Um, Please be part of that. And also, we would love for you to invite people. Our heart is always to see more people getting to know Jesus. And a true thing about the Christmas season is that people who normally are never go to church will often say yes to an invitation to come on Christmas or Christmas Eve because it's still kind of a tradition in our culture. And so think of someone that you you know have a relationship with of any kind that you could reach out to and invite them to attend our Christmas service. It'll be special and beautiful, lots of candles and carols, such a good time together. And uh, we're looking forward to that. And then we won't have service on the 26th. Okay, let's get into our message. This morning we're going to give thanks together. That's the whole purpose of our morning. I will take us through the last kind of psalm we're discussing in our psalm series, and this is called the Thanksgiving psalm. I'm just going to talk for like 10 minutes, and then we'll get to the good stuff, which is hearing all of you share your testimony of God's goodness to you in this past year. And so we'll, we'll talk about Thanksgiving psalms first, and then we'll get into that. What the Thanksgiving psalms do for us is show us how to give thanks specifically for answered prayer. There is an Old Testament scholar named John Golden Gay, and he talks about how prayer to God is a two-part process. First, the first part of the process is that we pray 
we tell God our needs and we ask God to help us. And one of the main themes of the whole book of Psalms is that we ask God for help when we're struggling or suffering or distressed or in trouble or scared. We don't just keep it to ourselves and, you know, worry ourselves to death. We ask for help. That's what the Bible tells us to do. It's what the book of Psalms demonstrates over and over. And Jesus told us to pray to our Father in heaven like our Father in heaven wanted to hear our needs and our requests for daily bread, you know, and to forgive those who've sinned against us. And the Apostle Paul told us, don't get caught up in worry, but present your requests to God. And so when we've asked, when we have told God what we need and asked for help, then we believe. We believe that God has heard and will answer. Once in a while when we've prayed, we get this strong sense of rest and assurance that the answer will come. But most of the time, we don't feel any different at all. And we just have to trust and believe that God is listening, has heard, and will answer at the right time. And then as we trust... We praise. This is all still part of the part one of the process. We give praise to God for hearing our prayer before the answer comes. When we praise God before the answer comes, it's our way of saying, God, I trust you. I trust you with the outcome. I praise you even though I'm still waiting for you to do what I asked. So that's part one. We ask for help and we trust that God has heard us and is answering us. And then you know how it goes. There's that gap of time. Sometimes it's a little, sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes it appears as though God's answer is no, and that's really hard. Sometimes it appears like the answer won't come in our lifetimes, and that's really hard. And that's where lament comes in. What we've been talking about the last two weeks, we tell God how sad or mad or disappointed we are. We pour out our heart to our Father who cares for us. Praise and lament are what we use in part one of the prayer process. But part two of the prayer is when God actually answers our prayer and we realize that it's an answer to a prayer we had prayed. This is where the Psalms of Thanksgiving come in. These Psalms are specifically focused on thanking God for answered prayers. When something happens in our life and we're very aware that it's an answer to our prayers or it's like all of a sudden we realize like, oh my gosh, this thing just happened and I prayed for that whoa, God answered me. We, when that happens, we pause and we make note of the moment. We give thanks to Jesus for answering our prayers. We're intentional to recognize that God has answered our prayer and, and we're not just blowing past the moment, acting like it just happened or, boy, I really got lucky that time. We, we are intentional to give God glory where glory is due. But we don't only thank God, we also give thanks to God in front of other people. Because we experience our faith in community. An isolated Christian is in no way what God has in mind for people. Because God created humans for relationship. God wants us to have a relationship with Jesus 
in a relationship with the people of Jesus. Our faith happens in community. So in the Thanksgiving Psalms, there's often a theme where the psalmist promises to fulfill their vows by giving a Thanksgiving offering in the temple. So remember, these psalms were written by people who lived in ancient Israel. And their primary way of worshiping God was to go to the temple and offer up a sacrifice. A Thanksgiving sacrifice might be like some grain that's been mixed with some olive oil and incense. And then the priest would present it to the Lord and burn it. And and then as, as their sacrifice is being offered, they praise the Lord by telling everyone in the temple around them what God had done, why they are offering this Thanksgiving offering. And and the point is that they don't just keep that joy of the answered prayer to themselves. They talk about it. Telling other people what God did for us builds our faith. It builds faith in, in the hearts of the people who hear it. And it spreads the joy that we feel of God's goodness. Recently, I was um, working in the office and it was towards the end of the week, and a, a guy on the worship team came in, and we got to talking, and he was picking up an instrument, and he told me about a, a situation at his work that was really challenging. And he needed a specific answer from God to know what to do about it. And so before he left, I was like, oh, can we pray about that together? So we prayed and asked the Lord to, to bring the answer that he was looking for. And I didn't see him for a couple weeks, and then um, I talked to him last Sunday, and he said the answer to my prayer came the same week after we had prayed. It had been on my mind for weeks, but after we prayed together, that answer came the very next week. And it just brought so much joy to my heart because I got to participate in that answered prayer and I got to rejoice with him that God had answered his prayer. And so this is part of relationships in the body of Christ. We tell each other about the good things God has done. Even sometimes we find a way to mark that special moment as the Israelites would have done by giving an offering. Maybe we think of a way that we want to specially recognize that moment and commemorate it. When God answers a prayer for you, I encourage you to tell your life group about it. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. A lot of people really like hearing that kind of stuff, even if they don't know Jesus or they're not into church, because people want to believe that there is a God that cares about us. And so they, they're probably really open to hearing about it. So what we're going to do now is look at a psalm of thanksgiving, and, and through this psalm, we can learn how to give thanks to the Father when we follow the structure of the Thanksgiving psalm. So I'm going to tell you the basic structure, and then we'll read Psalm 116. Uh, this will not be on the screen. So if you have your Bible with you or your Bible app on your phone, you might want to pull it up. I'm going to be reading from the NLT, and I'll just stop along the way to point out the structure. So the structure of a Thanksgiving psalm is, I want to thank you, Lord stating, I want to thank you. And then, then uh, like the reason why, because I cried out to you when I was in distress or in trouble. So the person is acknowledging, I asked for help. And then the next part is, and you delivered me and you gave me the answer. And then it ends with, I will tell everyone what you've done. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's work through Psalm 116 together. The first part gives the reason why the psalmist wants to give thanks. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. 
because he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. And then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. Now we'll see the psalmist switch to telling us that God did answer their prayers. How kind the Lord is. How good he is. So merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death, and he saved me. Let my soul be at rest again. For the Lord has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on earth. I believed in you. And so I said, I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety, I cried out to you. These people are all liars. Do you ever pray to the Lord about that, about your children or your coworkers? (laughs) These people are all liars. I've heard toddlers, liars. (laughs) This part talks about telling everyone what God has done. What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all his people. The Lord cares deeply when his loved ones die. Oh Lord, I am your servant. Yes, I am your servant born into your household. You have freed me from my chains. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the house of the Lord, in the heart of Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. And friends, that's what we're doing today. We're taking this moment, this Sunday, to tell each other stories of a time this past year when you were in need or in distress, and God answered you. And we'll give glory to God along with you for your testimony. So there's a couple ways you can participate today. One, you can come up here and tell us your story. And I'll give you some instructions for that in a moment. Secondly, you can write your your thanks on a sticky note that you'll find in your seat back pocket anytime during this service. And then on your way out, you can stick it on the praise and thanks window right next to our lament window. And then we can just read them and be encouraged together. Uh, So, okay, let's talk about sharing. First of all, the ABCs of sharing. First, keep it appropriate. And by that I mean um, there's just no place in giving thanks for talking bad about other people or organizations or churches. So even if your testimony is born out of pain, you know, don't don't speak ill of anyone. Um, And keep it focused on giving thanks. That's what we're doing here. And then we want to be brief. Most people are terrified to talk to the microphone, and so that's not a problem for you. But if you're comfortable with it and you like to share a lot, just be aware of how much time you're taking so that we can have as many people share as possible. And then finally, we want to keep it Christ-centered. Carrie is awesome and amazing, but I'm not going to give thanks to her 
for what the good things that she's done for me, because today we're thanking Jesus for what Jesus has done for us. So if you want to share, um, I'm going to remain up here, and I'll have the handheld mic, and you can just come up, and uh, I'll give it to you. If you know that you are going to be sharing, I welcome you to just come sit on this front row right here so that you can get right up here when the next person's done, and uh, we can keep it moving. So let me get the microphone. Uh, I'll tell you a little testimony while while um, you're thinking of yours. Um, this year, there was a, like a great number of women in our life that were um, had waited a really long time to have a baby, including my dear sister. And Justin and I just spent significant amount of time praying for each of them. Um, some of them were high risk pregnancies and. The Lord was so good. We we suffered one terrible loss of a, a friend who had a very high risk pregnancy, and that was devastating. But the there were many women that had prayed for so long for a child, and the Lord gave them their child, and and they're healthy and beautiful. And it's just such a praise to God. I'm so grateful for that, and I'm so thankful. So praise the Lord for all these women, and I'll tell you another one too. Recently, uh, our car. Uh, the transmission went out, and it was it's a lot of money to fix the transmission, turns out. <laughs> and uh, we didn't really have the money for it. And the Lord prompted me to look at this savings account that I keep online far away from us so that we don't spend it. And I hadn't checked it probably in a couple of years because I don't put very much money into it. And I checked it, and it was like exactly the amount we needed to fix it. And that just felt so clearly from the Lord just telling me, I got you covered. I had this prepared a long time ago for you. So I was really thankful for that. So anyways, if you're ready, I'm ready. Here's the mic. Hi, David. Thank you. I, I can tend to struggle with, I'll blame my Enneagram four wing, like just feeling uh, sad and disconnected from a lot of things and just struggling to find a home. And I felt similarly at our um, fall picnic, but we were invited to a member of the branch's family's home with a number of other people for uh, Halloween for a party. And I just remember sitting there at one point and feeling like, wow, I have people and I'm home. And so I'm just very, very thankful for, for how God gives us that and uh, thankful to be home. So. Amen. Thank you, David. I'm not very good at talking in front of people unless it's about math, so we'll keep this really short. Um, uh, A few weeks ago, I received prayer for something in my life that um, had been bothering me for a few years, and um, God did heal me that day, and later that day, I just kind of felt over the next few days that um, he was telling me that I needed to get ready for a fight, basically. Satan wasn't going to just let go that easily, Um, so I asked him, you know, please teach me how to use my armor. I know you've given us armor. I need help learning to use it. Um, and he's just been really faithful about that in the past um, week since then. Um, and I'm really slow learner, but I also feel not only his faithfulness in teaching me that, but his patience. It's just been really ob- obvious to me, the patience that he's got for me. So I'm really thankful to him for being faithful with that. Amen. Thank you, Katie. I like clapping. You can clap. 
Woo! Good morning. My name's Will Phillips. This is Larissa Phillips, my wife. Um, our secret's kind of out, but... Start our story. Yeah, so um, we have a five-and-a-half-year-old little girl, and we, like, shortly after she was born, we started trying for another one. And I'm probably just going to cry, but... Because I can't talk about it without crying, but... Um, like, we tried for over four years to get pregnant and just been praying and praying and... Yeah, so uh, as many people do when they struggle with infertility, they see an infertility doctor. And we went for about four and a half, five years. Well, yeah, three years to the fertility doctor. We had tried for a year before we started seeing a fertility doctor. But so, but trying to keep it brief here, we, we quit seeing our doctor. We were done. We weren't. She had A, I had B. They just weren't meeting together. And no miscarriages, no nothing. We just were not getting pregnant. And... So after years of frustration, we quit going to our fertility doctor. We're like, she even had a surgery, and we were talking about having a second surgery, and we're like, let's just give this thing a break. Let's, let's you know, rest. And um, through that rest, we were praying about it, and we're like, let's start IVF in vitro. You know, let's start saving for that. We're going to go in that direction. You know, we tried doing it in a natural way. It's not going to work. But um, So we're starting to save for that, save, save, save. Comes Christmas last year, and um, we're sitting at home. We, we, we open our presents, you know, on Christmas morning, as, as people do, and we're sitting there, and uh, I think Larissa went upstairs, and I'm just sitting on the couch probably drinking some eggnog or something, and, and uh, I get a text uh, from Justin Clark, and uh, Justin and Amanda were fairly new to the church, so we, we don't... Like we had two it Sundays. It was that month that you guys <laughs> first started. Yeah. So really new. You know, I, I don't know Justin, and... and um, didn't have each other's phone numbers. You had to look them up. Yeah. Um, let me, I'll just read the text to you because it's kind of crazy. It's from Justin. He said, hey, friends, Justin Clark here. I just wanted to wish you and Daisy a very Merry Christmas. I was praying for you guys this morning, and I felt like the Lord has a gift for you, but not a gift for this Christmas, more like a gift for next Christmas. And I think it might be a gift so sweet and wonderful that it will take you a whole year to receive it. And I hope this finds you surrounded by love of your family and the love of God. Merry Christmas. And, you know, again, we're in separate rooms. And I, I can kind of hear her crying upstairs after that text comes through. And, and I'm mad. I get mad at this guy because <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know him. And to be honest, I'm sick and tired of people telling me that, hey, it's going to happen. Just keep going for it. Just, you know, like keep the faith, you know, it'll happen in God's time. And, and I'm mad because I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of hearing that and I'm, I'm done with it, you know, and I don't want to hear that anymore, Justin, you know, <laughs> but again, we were, we were thankful to hear that word, you know, and well, and it's funny because we, he said gift and he didn't think baby when he sent that text. Um, and Will and I both heard baby when we read that we both thought, it's a baby. And yeah, Will was mad. And I just was crying because I was like, it's a baby. Like, that's what it is. And, um, and on uh, January 1st, I said to Will, I said, you know, I'm a little late. I was like, I don't want to take a test though. Cause I don't want to ruin like January 1st, the new year. I don't want to ruin it. And he was like, just take one. And I did. And I was pregnant. And, um, <laughs> And here's our gift. Yay. Here we are this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so wonderful. Thank you so much. Who's next? 
I brought a tissue up, so this is your warning. If you're uncomfortable with tears, you're not going to like this. Um, <laughs> uh, this is going to reveal my bad attitude. I'm a staff person at this church, and sometimes I have a bad attitude. <laughs> um, so, and uh, the, the, over like about five years, my mom was very sick, terminally ill, and then she passed away in um, June of 2020. So it's no secret that I have had a really hard time over the last couple of years. Um, so I kind of ended last year calloused and bruised and angry and sad. And I just had, I don't know, so much wounding. And then Amanda had this brilliant idea that we should do my one word at the beginning of this year. <laughs> And I thought it was stupid, and I didn't want to do it. Um, but I was trying to be a good leader and staff person at the church. So I prayed and asked for a word from the Holy Spirit. And the word that I received was soften. And as a very callous person at the time, I was like, okay, if that's going to happen, it has to be you. Because it's not going to be me, and I'm not going to invest a lot of time and energy into this. <laughs> so... I kind of like wrote my stupid word on the stupid piece of paper and put it on the stupid tree and forgot about it. And just, um, it, it really only has recently occurred to me how much God has really worked on softening me this year. And he's brought people into my path that have been part of that. He has brought circumstances my way that have been part of that. And through literally no work of my own, <laughs> um, I have received so much healing and love and softening from God this year. And I'm really thankful for that. Amen. Thank you so much, Mara. Come on up, Steve. Well, to, to start my story, I have to go back a few years because I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ who suffered with drug addiction. Methamphetamine was my, my favorite. And anyway, to be a drug addict, you don't have anything. You spend all your money, all your time, everything on that. <clears throat> well, God set me free from that. Um, somehow I did own my own mobile home. It was like a uh, early 70s model. Um, it, it, and I had redone it and everything, but um, it, uh, it burnt down. Um, they wouldn't give me insurance on it because it was old and they said I had to rewire it. So <clears throat> I lost my home. I, um, somehow God um, made it so I didn't. And this was two years ago this spring. And <clears throat> I did not. We lost our washer and dryer and a few clothes. And that was it. Um, we, we were able to save. God saved everything else. Um, like the the, <laughs> the 
people in the fire trucks had just loaded up with water, were on their way back to the station when they got the call, and they came right to my house and put the fire out. Um, In a mobile home. Well, the next day, we found a, a mobile home to rent. And God made it so that we could start saving money. Um, and, and in fact, I have, we had some money already saved, which is a miracle because we didn't have anything. In fact, I would tell people at the Celebrate Recovery meetings, that's, there is one thing that I, that I have now that I didn't have, and that's money in the bank. Which is all God. Well, so we started saving up. God put it on our hearts to save up, and we when we started saving, one hundred and fifty thousand would buy a nice grandma and grandpa house, and so we decided we wanted to put twenty percent down, and we would save for two years. This guy wanted to. Um, he only wanted to rent this mobile home for two years. So we saved, and then at the end of two years, well, you know what the housing thing did. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> have you ever heard the far above and exceedingly beyond what she could ever ask or think? We have such a beautiful home. It's all on one level, and it was a miracle how that even happened. Um, we had decided that we were going to bid twenty percent, or yeah, twenty thousand over what they were asking price was, and then just give ten percent down, and we had looked at three or four houses and we were all, the closest we got was fourth. The lowest we got was eighth or something like that. Um, and so when we came to this house and I'm so glad we had a Christian realtor because I said, is there even any sense? I mean, this was the nicest house we'd seen. It's only 18 years old. And <clears throat> is there even any sense in bidding on this one? And she said, Yes, if this is the one God has for you. <clears throat> it turns out this is the one God had for us. And and <laughs> when they valued the house for our loan, they valued it the 20000 that we had bid over. Woo. Amen. Thank you, Steve. It's a great testimony. Here you are, Jennifer. Thank you. I love to testify. I have two testimonies. I am so thankful that God is gracious and merciful. He's slow to anger and he abounds in mercy. He hadn't get, given up on me when I had given up on myself. Um, first testimony is of his provision. I have a beautiful chocolate cocker spaniel. 
who um, needed to be groomed. And I was getting, um, this is during, um, what was this? Yeah, this is earlier this year, and I wasn't, didn't have the funds to groom her the way I wanted to groom her. And I was tired of going to the groomer all the time. So I decided that I wanted to start grooming her myself. I went to PetSmart, and I wanted to buy professional-level um, grooming materials and clippers and all that good stuff. And they were high. They were expensive, like 250 300 and I didn't have it. So I was a grumbling Israelite. I grumbled, 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 <laughs> as I usually do. I grumbled. And I said, well, and I didn't really pray. I just, just grumbled. I said, I want to do this, you know. That was my prayer to, spoiled brat prayer to God. <laughs> and then one day I was walking Lindsay, my dog, and I was walking by this restaurant by my apartment complex called the Red Apple. And I was walking, and we were just walking along, and this um, elderly couple came out of the Red Apple. Total strangers. This elderly couple came out of the Red you have a beautiful dog, and I have the gift of gab. Yeah, I have this dog. I love my dog. Da, 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 da. She said, I used to have a Cocker Spaniel. He was black. I said, oh, that's so nice. Mine is chocolate, this and that. And da, da. She said, um, we used to groom our own dogs and everything, and we saved a lot of money that way. And she opened her mouth and said, do you need any grooming equipment? It's a total stranger. And I was walking Okay, I want to shout, but I didn't. I wanted to shout right there. I was like, she opened her mouth, a tall stranger, and said, Do you need any grooming equipment? And I was like, And she said, um, We'll arrange by Coles in, you know, in a couple of days and we'll do the exchange. So I hadn't heard from her in a while. And I was like, Oh, maybe she forgot and this and that. Turned out she was trying her hardest to clean up everything. So when she, I got the equipment that was spick and span. Plus, she had included in there a videotape uh, about how to groom your dog. So again, like Steve said, exceedingly abundantly. My second testimony on, um, which is really special to me, which is um, on me giving up on myself, but God didn't give up on me. And earlier this year in July... I went to a revival, and the evangelist uh, was giving a word of knowledge, that type of thing. So I went up there, and he told me that he saw a vision as clear as day that um, I was going to be ministering to people that a lot of other people couldn't minister to. And he said that... uh, he saw a vision of me driving a car um, under a bridge and me picking up a woman who was maybe a, very having a hard time, a really hard time, under this bridge and putting her on the holy highway. Now, like, <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. And I, as, you know, grumbling Israelite, you know, unbelieving and grumbling, like, oh, okay, you know. And I, but I wrote it down because it was really, it was really detailed and everything like that. And um, so anyway, I let it go, you know. And I, but I wrote it down. I wrote everything he said down. 
And then Amanda organized this prophetic prayer training. And I went in the majority of my life group, which is also an answer to prayer, because I had asked that my life group be a praying life group, and the majority of us were all there. And we went to the prophetic um, prayer training, and um, uh, Amanda had people, I'll make a long story short, had had people um, be led by the Holy Spirit and write down words that um, they felt the person who was going to receive that piece of paper to get. So, of course, I was looking at my pieces of paper. I was like, I didn't get anything. But I was like, okay, you know. So they got, wrote down all the papers, and then I got my papers that someone had written down. Total stranger, the Holy Spirit. The first piece of paper was goosebumps. That was goosebumps. The second piece of paper was bridge. And I was like, I was like, I, 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 and the reason why I was so unbelieving, because I didn't have a car, I didn't have this, I don't have, I don't have, I don't, I don't, I don't, well, a bridge, and, um, and so that is astounding, and the day before Christmas, I just got a car, (laughs) and it's, that's a miracle story, too, so, God is a God of miracles, that Jesus Culture song for me. Amen. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We have time for one or two more. If you're ready, come on up. Hey, Ruth. Hi. Um, So I haven't. Keep it up to your mouth. Okay. I haven't been um, in a church family since 2017, Um, but I've been doing Bible studies with different people, and um, I was called to lead one. Um, So I am leading a Bible study with three friends, one of them who has um, just says, I just can't connect with God. I'm trying with everything I've got, and I just can't connect. Um, Another one who just really... um, was kind of new into Christianity, um, and the other one who's just lived in constant chaos and turmoil, even though she did have a church family and um, all of this stuff. But um, I guess they I've been thanked many times for um, listening to God's calling in that aspect of it. Um, so she, uh, one of the women who just it's like one thing after another for the last decade with her family, you know, whether it's one child in jail, one child malnourished in the hospital from drug abuse or just, it's just been crazy. Um, but then she, uh, she has found peace in this past 12 weeks that we've been doing this. Like it's been really cool to see and watch. You could see from when it started with your, her telling stories and her testimonies as everything is in tears to now everything is joy and peace and she can find when she's allowing the enemy to speak in her head. So that's been really awesome to watch. Um, And the other girl who just says she can't connect with God has had some massive um, improvements and growth in that area. It's just, it's really cool to watch from this perspective. I don't know. Um, I, I had a friend show up at my house in September of last year and, um, she says, I just want to thank you for bringing me to God in high school. <laughs> she says, I never had a relationship with God until now. Um, and I, I was like, oh, I'm so wishy-washy right now. 
Um, and so she, like, that encouraged my growth. And it's like that one seed from a 20-year friendship that I hadn't talked to her um, has just kind of, it's interesting to watch it, um, the seed spread. So that's yeah. really all I've got. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you for all these amazing testimonies of what you've done. You are so good. We love you and we rejoice in your name. You are good and you are faithful and we praise you. Would you just clap your hands with me in praising the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. You are good. You are good and you are faithful. Praise you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. We're going to go into the ending of our service, which, as you know, we always take time to just um, spend a moment listening to the Holy Spirit, asking how God would have us respond. First of all, if you need prayer today, please receive prayer from the prayer team in the back. Uh, Secondly, as you know, we gather every week and ask the Holy Spirit if there are specific prophetic words uh, for people, kind of like how Justin had a prophetic word for Will and Larissa. Today, we feel like the Holy Spirit gave us some prophetic words for people here. So one is uh, just the word clean slate. The person hearing this felt like it was like someone who's crying out for a clean slate and needs a clean slate. And there's like a God saying, there's a special grace on you to experience that clean slate today, to feel the sense of everything being wiped away. Um, So please receive prayer for that. Also, healing for chronic headaches. If you've been dealing with chronic headaches, please allow us to pray for you this morning. We would love to see God move in that area. And then a final word of just um, be faithful in the little. There was like a sense that there was something in your life you were responsible for, and it felt insignificant and a little insulting. But God was saying, be faithful in this little because I want to give you more responsibility. So if any of those um, feel like, yes, that's for me, please uh, let us pray for you this morning. And then if you just want to stand with me, we're going to focus in on the Holy Spirit for a moment. We'll just ask for the Holy Spirit to come. Then we'll wait and listen and say, Father, how would you have me respond? Is there anything you want to say to me this morning, Holy Spirit? So Holy Spirit, come. We wait for you. Speak your heart to us now. We wait in quiet for you. Please receive prayer anytime during this last song if you need it, and let's worship together.